Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys. And I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, Farrell on the bench. I see Dan Strapper was saying that, uh, you know, according to sources that uh, Kyrie Irving uh, quote, just didn't want to play, end quote. He added, he, quote, took a personal day, end quote. And uh, now we're hearing that he's not going to go to Memphis for Friday night's game with the team at all. So this is going to turn into something. At the very least, they're going to be asking a lot of questions. They're probably not going to get answers, but he's not playing. He didn't play tonight, not going with the team to Memphis. So, boy, it didn't take long for this guy to be up to his old tricks again. I'm sorry. Like, uh, there's no denying he's a fantastic player, but just, God, the amount of games that he doesn't play and the amount of BS that goes along with this prima donna. I mean, honest to Christ, it's always something with this guy. And even Durant, I got to tell you, like, I get it, COVID. I get it, contact tracing. I get it, protocol. You're screwed. You can't play. I get it. But it's always him. It's always him. These two, they never play. It's just unbelievable to me. I mean, its I don't even know if it's worth having them on your team. Like, I, I can't take it how they never play. All right, we're talking to Joe Lisi about the uh, playoffs. He's on Ohio State uh, in the game against Alabama. And uh, we've talked about the NFL. He's on the Bills to win, Colts to cover. And then he's uh, leaning Seattle and the over, that over 42. And now Bucks are taking on uh, Washington. And we know the story, Alex Smith, little calf tweak. I think he'll go at the end of the day. Bruce Arians knows that the Tampa Bucks will only be judged on uh, how they do in the playoffs. None of the other stuff matters. Let's listen to the coach at Tampa. I'm just wondering for all that, that, that Tom's accomplished, the team breaking a 13-year playoff drought, um, the, the, the work ethic and the things that have been instilled, um, regardless of what happens uh, in this tournament, would you consider this a successful season with, what, with all the impediments that you guys had in front of you? Uh, we'll see. You know, see how far this goes. Uh, it won't be if we don't win this one, that's for sure. And, uh, and uh, really it's not going to be if we don't put rings on our fingers because once you're in the tournament – that's what you're playing for. And uh, so we did enough to get here. And now 
it will not be satisfying unless we finish it. What do you, you think, Joe, they can do some damage in the playoffs with Brady and the way those receivers are playing of late? I mean, at the right time, they're starting to kind of light it up, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, you look at that game a couple of weeks ago against Detroit. They lit up Atlanta this past weekend. I mean, they're playing well. And the fact that they acquired Antonio Brown is definitely playing dividends at just the right time of the season because they seem to be peaking, you know, heading into the playoffs. But I don't think this is going to be an easy matchup, Scotty. The front seven led by Chase Young. Say what you will about last week, you know, whether they deserve to get in or not with, you know, the pulling of Jalen Hurts. They're here. And if they can force Brady into long third down situations, I think they're going to pin their ears back. I think they're going to beat them up. I think they have an opportunity to cover this team and possibly win it. Wow. Uh, we welcome in all of our radio affiliates on SportsMap, Byline, Mightier 1090 in San Diego and L.A., and, of course, our new channel, Sports Grid Radio Network on Sirius XM Channel 204. It's good to have you with us. Toll-free, 844-843-6879, the number to get on the bench. So, uh, yeah, Joe, I'm not I'm not buying it. I think Tampa kicks Washington's ass. I, I just don't. I mean, I thought Washington looked even ugly against that crappy Philly team. I didn't even think they were impressing anybody with that performance. Uh, I just don't think they're that good. I like Chase Young. I get it. I think they have a strong front four. I like uh, Payne. I I think that they're uh, talented, but uh, let's not kid ourselves. They suck. I mean, that team sucks. They don't matter. They're going to get their ass beat by Tampa in this game. I I am not buying that at all. Let's go to Sunday. Uh, Titans and Ravens. This one could be as good as that Bills-Colts game, Joe. Yeah, it can be, right? I mean, this is the time for Lamar Jackson to finally step up. Right? He, he can avenge last year's playoff loss, but I, I think he, he's got to do it with his arm. I mean, you look at the weakness of Tennessee's secondary right now. They allow everybody to rip them. Deshaun Watson, uh, Baker Mayfield, five touchdown passes. He needs to attack them over the top. I think they can. Lame the short number. I like Baltimore on the road. I just do not like the way the Titans' defense is playing heading into into playoff time. And even though they have Derrick Henry and Tannehill, that defense gives up well over 25, 28 points per game. Give me Lamar Jackson. I think his mobility will be a difference. They they throw on Tennessee and win this ballgame. I, I think in the area about seven points. Carver, hi. Uh, I got to ask him, uh, what do you think of, of these two? Are you, are you buying that? All right, so... Uh, so I guess I'm going to take a break, and then we'll come back and finish. Uh, oh, so wait a minute. Right, what do you got, Carver? I have no idea what you're saying to me. It's like you're speaking Portuguese to me. Anyway, we'll uh, talk Ravens uh, and, and Titans. We'll see what Carver High thinks. Saints game with the Bears. Steelers game with the Browns. Still on this for all on a bench. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. 
we can laugh, man. We we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Pharrell on the bench. Joe Lisi's with us. Uh, we have uh, John Harbaugh uh, doesn't care about the critics, what they say as the uh, Ravens go into Smashville. I didn't know that we were being disrespected or whatever, but uh, in terms of uh, pundits or anything like that, we really haven't looked at any of that. But I think we're just trying to play the best football game we can play from one week to the next. You know, We're trying to play our best football as best we can. I do think the adversity, the challenges that we faced, you know, have mentioned that, Kirk. I do think that, that those things have helped to forge us quite a bit and have gotten us to this point, and we'll just see where it takes us going from here. Wow. So, uh, Carver High, who do you like in that one? Uh, I'm kind of leaning to the Titans right now. I, I think that they're going to possibly win this, but what I like the most in this game is the over. I think that this is going to be a shootout. I think both these teams are going to be in the 30s. I think it's going to be a crazy game. Tennessee plays games like this every single week. They give up a ton of points. They score a ton of points. Even the overtime win over Baltimore earlier this year was the same. I like the over in this. They can't make it high enough for me. All right, let's go Saints-Bears. I have uh, Joe, first of all. uh, Your thoughts on this one. That number's at nine and a half. Yeah, I can't bet Mitch, Mitch Trubisky in the Bears here. I just can't do it. I, I think the physicality of the Saints defense, I know the Bears have been playing better, but when this game matters, it's going to come down to the rushing attack of New Orleans and their ability to get pressure and force turnovers. I just do not have any confidence in the Bears' offense. Outside of David Montgomery, there's no consistency. Allen Robinson was non-existent last week. I just like New Orleans to cover this number. I like the over in this game. 47, I think, is a low number. I think there'll be some second-half scoring after uh, the Bears fall behind, but I think New Orleans does cover this number fairly easy against Chicago. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, We have Mitch Trubisky. Uh, He's, I guess, just stoked to be in the playoffs. I mean, we got nothing (laughs) to lose. We got nothing to lose. We know everybody's overlooking us. Um, they have the last, the, the back half of the season. So I think we've been just playing with that edge, that chip on our shoulder, um, and we don't have anything to lose. So we should go out there, play free, but that doesn't mean you're uh, going out there and not doing your job. We got to be locked into the small details of our game plan and, and our job descriptions and, um, and just play hard and, and play with a lot of passion and will. And if we do that, I think we'll, we'll give ourselves a good chance, but we got to come in playing smart and, and play disciplined football. But uh, that doesn't mean coming and being uptight. I think go and play free and like we got nothing to lose. Or playing like crap like you did last week against uh, Green Bay at home. Uh, if you play like that, you're going to get whacked. Carver High, who do you like in this one? I think that the Saints are going to absolutely whack them. I really do. I think this is the one game where I don't mind laying a bunch of points. I think losing at home to Minnesota last year is in the Saints' mind. They know that they can't take a team lightly or screw things up. Uh, the Bears are not any good. I, I don't care what they've done 
scoring points through the end of the year. I think the Saints are going to whack them on Sunday. And can right, I just Joe, say something? Can I just say Steelers. something? Can I just say go ahead. Can I just say that about Trubisky? You know what he kept saying in the in that statement? We, we, we. You're the leader of that offense. I want to hear you say, "I, I'm going to play better. I'm going to take the lead." That's why I don't like the Bears. He's not a leader of that offense, Scotty. Well, the Steelers have a leader in in Roethlisberger. He's been in three Super Bowls. Steelers hosting the Browns Sunday night. No Stefanski. What do you think, Joe? No problem. Give me Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I'm rolling the dice with Baker and the crew. I'm taking the points, baby. I watch. I actually think that Mason Rudolph played much better than Ben Rottenberger at the end of the year. And I know we got that victory against Indianapolis. I'm taking the Browns circa 1993, baby. Kevin Mack and Ernest Spiner. I'm taking them on the money line, too. Yeah, Mack and Biner will have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, juice on this game to help the, the Browns who haven't been in the playoffs in 17 years. Let's listen to Big Ben getting ready for the Browns Sunday night, the last game of the weekend. I think every player should approach uh, uh, this playoff game like it could be their last playoff game ever. Um, we've used examples of players and coaches that have been in this league for a long time that have never been in the postseason, never been to a Super Bowl, whatever it may be. So, I think it's prudent for every player to take that mindset and that approach. And I know I am because nothing's guaranteed in, in, in this game or this, or this world. Can you believe this guy, Carver I, Rottenberger, he calls him? I'm going to have to give, you know, I hope Joe's next date on Tinder is a fat chick. Joe, giving the business to Big Ben here and the Steelers, man. Please. Scotty, that's not the time. I mean, the guy's a Super Bowl champ. He's played great. I followed his career at Miami O. I mean, just a great player. But he is a little assy at times. He is. You know that. He's going to – you know what he's done to the Cleveland Browns in his career? I mean, my God, he owns them. Yep. I I I just think – Pittsburgh will get it done. Carver High, who you on in this game? I'm on the Steelers. Look, uh, the Browns almost blew it against, you know, Rudolph and a couple, you know, a lot of the hacks in the game last week. Um, they've no Stefanski, I think, is going to be a big deal. I think it matters that the coach isn't going to be on the sideline. Steelers, cover the number. Geez, they're handing it to me under seven right now. I'm perfectly fine with that. So, Joe, what do you do when college football ends on Monday? Uh, do you just do you divert all your funds to the NFL playoffs? Do you get into the uh, college rack and NBA betting? Are you going to get into hockey at all? What do you do? Yeah, well, I'll definitely be locked and loaded with the NFL. I'll be covering it in-game this weekend, and I believe next weekend as well, up until the Super Bowl. And I'm following college basketball. I told Carver, you know, uh, watch a couple games uh, once the season ended. You know, in terms of the bowl season or regular season, I actually like NC State over Miami this weekend. Uh, I want to see what number is established on FanDuel, but I, I like NC State going up against Miami. They lost three tough games. They lost in the last seconds uh, to North Carolina. Covered that number. NC State covered against Clemson 74-70, to but lost the game. I think the Wolfpack dominate this ball game against the Hurricanes, your Hurricanes, Saturday afternoon. God, they always lose these close games. It's crazy. I hit Colorado. I already told you hit the Indiana spread at seven and a hook and double overtime and Wisconsin to win, Indiana to cover the seven and a hook. I had Colorado minus two today against Oregon. They beat them by 
seven in Boulder. Thad Boyle doing a great job there. I had Iowa as my number one play, laying four and a half in College Park, and they whacked Maryland. They were losing early, but they blew them out 89-67. And then one game I got burned on was uh, Cincinnati beating SMU. SMU was undefeated, and they finally lost tonight. I had a beautiful hit, Joe, with uh, UNLV getting eight and a half against Colorado State, but Colorado State to win. And that game they played against San Diego State coming back from 26 down over the weekend. That was unbelievable. I was on uh, Gonzaga tonight. I think the number was 18 and a half. Uh, they didn't cover that. They won 86, 69. Uh, it, it was a close call there. It, I hit Stanford against Washington. Illinois blew out Northwestern. I thought Northwestern would do better. They were in that game at the half, and I got burned on USC beating Arizona. Uh, San Francisco blew out Portland, and, and that was about it. The only thing left going on is uh, UCLA down one to Arizona State right now. Nevada and San Diego State are tied at 36s in the second half with just under 17 to go. I had Nevada plus 12.5 and, and San Diego State to win, and I got Washington State up 43-34 on Cal at Berkeley. And I had Washington State minus one and a half, 15 minutes left in that one. You riding any of those late-night games tonight, Joe? I'm actually riding the NBA. I, I took Portland tonight minus the 10 over Minnesota. End of the third, they're winning by 21. So we'll see if they can uh, hold on here. Yeah, I took that one as well, and I'm watching uh, – that game, 75-56 of the half, unless I'm mistaken. And then uh, Nuggets up right now. Yeah, it was the half. At the half, 52-43 on the maps. And the Lakers are down 10 to the Spurs. And I have the Spurs and 9 tonight. Joe, great job on this. We went crazy with you tonight. We gave you a full meal deal. You went the distance. Anytime. All right, there he is, Joe Lisi on the bench. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. to get on the bench and wax up. Let's go to Tommy in Maryland. Bring it. Scotty. Yo. How are you? How's it it going, bro? It's going good, man. It's been a long time. 
Stop talking to you. Um, like, you were on the fan back then. But, hey, man, I'm so glad to hear that you're, you're back up and running. So proud of you. You, got, you. you rock, man. You and Mafia and everybody else. Yeah, you guys just, you're awesome. But, hey, you don't give the Redskins any chance, huh? I mean, not really. Uh, you know, no disrespect. I, I'm not, like, against them or anything. I, I would, you know, I mean, I'd love to see them beat Tampa. Uh, I have no problem if they if they upset them and knock them off. I just don't see it. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. Look, I thought Ron Rivera did a great job under trying circumstances this year. Guy had uh, cancer doing chemo, you, you you lose your quarterbacks, and then Alex Smith comes back after that leg, that story in itself, the training he went through in Hawaii was crazy, the 30 for 30 on him was just uh, insane, uh, it was an incredible story, I like Alex Smith, what he's done is, is fascinating, it really is the story of the year, comeback player of the year, everything else, automatic, but, um, and I think he's a winner, there's no doubt he's a winner, but I just am not that impressed with, frankly, that team. Uh, I like McLaurin a little. I don't think they have really anything else. Uh, you know, Logan's a big guy. I, I think that he can make plays. I like his size. I like the fact they got this big monster catching passes in the back of the end zone. I don't have a problem with that. If they utilize their two best uh, receivers, you get a big tight end like that, a big receiver. Uh, you got a guy like McLaren with the speed and everything else. Bottom line is, Alex Smith can win. He knows how to stay in control, not make a ton of mistakes. But uh, he looks really slow to me. Uh, he looks like he's stuck in mud in the pocket because he is. Uh, he doesn't have the foot speed anymore at all or the any kind of escapability with that leg. And that's just all there is to it. Uh, I don't think they have any kind of a running game. I know they have a great front four. And, uh, you know, talent-wise, they have that. I think that I'm impressed that they've been pretty tough defensively. But at the end of the day, uh, that division sucks. They suck. <laughs> the Giants suck. <laughs> the Eagles and Cowboys suck worse. And that's all there is to it. How, how, I'm not going to play, how, you know, they backed in nonsense. I'm not going to do that. But I, I think they earned it. And I think they deserve to be there uh, for, you know, pulling it off and getting it done. And I give Alex all the credit. Let's face it. When he plays, they win. But uh, in, in games that got them that division. But they're going up against a better football team, hands down. They're going up against a guy that just continues to shine, 40 TD passes. Brady keeps getting it done. He's throwing the ball. He's slinging it. He's ripping it. He's throwing it deep. He's throwing it slant. He's throwing post patterns. He's throwing to the sidelines. They're doing everything. I don't even think they have uh, any problems offensively. They still pound the ball. I like Rojo. I like everything about I'm not you know big on their other backs. I know they got uh, all these guys, whatever, but uh, defensively, uh, I guess, you know, I like JPP. I think that they 
had stretches in the season where Tampa wasn't that great. I'm like, they're not going anywhere. They're not going to Super Bowl 55. They're not playing in Tampa for a ring. But now all of a sudden, the way they're playing and scoring 30-plus a week every time they touch the field and they're just doing whatever they want, I mean, I don't see how Washington stops them. I just I think they're going to do the same thing they've been doing over the last month. Antonio Brown has been lighting it up. I'm not buying that. Uh, Tampa's done, uh, you know, that Evans isn't going to be able to go because he's banged up his knee and you saw him tweak his, you know, his injury last weekend. I, I still think he'll be able to go. I said today, Toradol City, pop him up, let's go. Uh, tape him up, let's go. Shoot him up, whatever you got to do, let's get him out there. Otherwise, Godwin, Scotty Miller. I just think they have too much for him. I mean, come on. Uh, I, I, agree with, I, I agree with that. You know what I mean? I where you're coming from. How's your game, man? How's your game? Listen, bro, my game's clean. I play tons, and I've played a, a million uh, games, but I got to tell you the craziest thing. So uh, I was playing uh, for the last 10 months, and I was playing everywhere, outdoors, indoors, and then it got to the point where it, it got underground because of the COVID and because of the you know laws, the governors, and everybody tripping. And then all of a sudden, um, during the holidays, um, the crew that I play with, and they're all great ballers, really big monsters, they, uh, everybody started coming down with a COVID. I mean, the whole, the whole slot of them, like 15 guys, like 80% of them came down with it, and it just shut us down. Uh, we're crippled right now because of the COVID. Everybody got sick. And they shut it down, and now 34C's like, if you go back to playing basketball, I'm going to cut off your package. And I'm just like, uh, I got all kinds of people, the Antichrist against me. They don't want me to play ball right now. So I, I hate to say it because I never stop balling. I may still train and jack up thousands of shots and work out with my boy Robbie Clutch, but um, you know I'm not going to be running anytime soon based on uh, everybody getting so sick, and I mean really sick. So uh, the COVID has uh, reared its ugly head on on my ball days, uh, and I, it sucks. But uh, as soon as that uh, everybody gets vaccines, you know, sometime in the next ten years, uh, I'll be balling again for sure. So I think it sucks. I think the government is so pathetic with their distribution of that vaccine. They said they were going to give twenty million shots by the end of December. They're not going to give twenty million shots ever. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever going to get it. I mean, I'm glad they're giving it to responders and the medical people and the old people and everything else. Fair enough. But, um, I mean, come on. This is America. I mean, it's 2021. Can we get these people these shots? Everybody needs these shots now, not tomorrow, not later. I, I mean, L.A.'s on the brink. Everywhere, everybody needs it, and they're not getting the shots. And we got people, you know, attacking the Capitol, all these terrorists. It, this is crazy. We need vaccine shots. And then I guess once I get double pumped with that, I'll play uh, every single day if I get my hands on the, on the rock again. I want to play. It just sucks. Everybody's so sick. Well, I, I want you to play again, man, because I know how much it means to you. I play so much. If I play five days a week, it's a great week. I mean, that's all I do is ball. Uh, a lot of my friends are into, like, you know, golf. I played golf, like, ten times this summer, but I uh, I just think golf sucks. Like, 
All I do is get mad. I had so much more fun when I golfed, when I like drank and smoked fatties. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't enjoy it for anything else. All I do is cuss and swear and get mad. If I don't drain, you know, a five foot uh, par putt, I miss it. I'm mad for three or four more holes. I don't get really mad playing basketball. I just love the game so much. I love playing against really great players. I played, uh, I play with guys now, really good, really talented, really fast. Guys hanging on the rim. Uh, it's taken my game to a whole nother level. I was playing with all these clowns where I uh, usually ball in the men's leagues I play in, and, and I'm better than most of them. But uh, now I'm playing against guys that are better than me, way better than me, and it's made you know my game way better. So I'd rather play against the brothers and great players with speed that are just way better than the white dudes, to be honest with you, and they just make the game uh, so much more fun for me. I love it. So I play with great ballers, so it's, it's, it's just been fantastic for me. Not playing sucks. I want to kill myself. Hell yeah! I, I I know I know how you like the ball, so it's it's good. It's good, man. I'm glad you it's good hearing from it. you, dude. I'm glad you called the show and uh, tell yeah, your buddies man. and and write down that number and keep it in mind and and uh, check back yeah. in with me, man. It's uh, good hearing from yeah. you, Tommy. Definitely, bro. Yeah, definitely. You get right, me in cool. there and uh, and keep keep going forward, bro. All right, you too, man. Happy New Year. There you go, uh, Carver High. 844-843-6879. You can call, too. Don't be afraid to pick it up. It's toll-free, uh, and it's great that we're on uh, satellite now on 204 on SiriusXM and all of our radio affiliates. Uh, San Diego, don't be afraid to call. I know how soft you all are everywhere. So Cali. Coast to coast, top to bottom, east to west. Just pick up the phone. I know people haven't seen that number before. Now we got this uh, on the YouTube page. You can watch the show. You can literally see me doing the show. Just search Sports Grid Radio and you can watch it. And we got the number sprawled across the screen. And then if you want to get my action every day, uh, you know, you watch Coast to Coast at 4 to 6 Eastern, 1 to 3 West. And then I do Pharrell on a Bench, the radio show, 10 to midnight east. And then listen to this. Uh, you can get all my picks every day for RelOnTheBench.com, Stylin'. And then uh, they do a replay of C to C, Coast to Coast, my 4 to 6 afternoon drive show, uh, a replay of the TV show again at 3 a.m. Eastern and midnight Billy Idol hour Pacific out in the West Coast uh, every night. So later tonight, 3 a.m., Midnight West, you can hear Coast to Coast from today if you missed it live. We do that show live every day at 4 East, this one at 10 East, that one the replay at uh, 3A East, Midnight West, all right? So check it out. You can't lose. Just so you know, like you're going to want to get, and I've said this uh, when I was doing that stunting show, if you don't know what that is, it's when like from January 1st to January uh, 6th, they ran this 
I think, right? Like they ran this show that I did. It was like an, I don't even know, like an hour or something. And then they ran a clip with Morenci. They ran a clip with uh, Ariel and Smitty of like, you know, sports grid and gambling and fantasy and all the stuff that we do and what we're going to do and who we are and who all the people are. I basically did all the network bios of every uh, talent, all the shows, uh, the order of the shows, the schedule of the shows. And then I talked a lot about my days at Howard 101 on the Howard Stern channels when I was at Sirius. Uh, the best eight years of my life, uh, hands down, the coolest thing ever. I love Howard. I love everybody that works on the Stern channels. It was just a phenomenal experience. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done. It was the coolest thing I've ever done in my career uh, in radio. I had the most fun ever. So I gave out the number so people could get tattoos or, you know, put it on your forehead or whatever, your girlfriend's, uh, you know, under her arm or something, or maybe on the thigh, or you just put it on the fridge so you don't forget, but it's toll-free. People haven't recognized that number. They're like, man, I'm not paying for that. It's toll-free. You don't have to pay for Jack, bruh. 844-843-6879. It's not that hard. Write it down. Don't lose it. Tell your friends, your lover, your dealer, uh, your enemies. Uh, and then they'll have the number, and you can call in and talk every night about games, about uh, spreads, about money lines, whatever, without anybody stopping you. None of this. You're not allowed to talk gambling on the radio, all that sissy stuff. How about Mike in Surf City, Huntington Beach, copping it off, Mightier 1090 in SoCal? Scotty, how you doing? First time, long time. Remember you from KRSX 25 years ago, 97.1. Wow, <laughs> Wow, that is tripping. Uh, that was, listen, that was a great radio station. I'll never forget uh, Howard in the morning, and I was on there, and I was really good uh, friends with Ricky uh, Rackman, and then I did nights at 7 to 10. That was insane. What a great FM talk station that was. It was just fantastic being on there. Like, I mean to tell you, I just owned Los Angeles on that station. That was the greatest station for me in uh in my time in culver city doing the show live like being on uh at the time it was mighty 690 and i was on uh extra sports 1150 but there was nothing quite like i mean i'm just being honest uh being on klsx that boom in 97.1 was kick ass and then you know the signal on on the mighty uh, 690 was unbelievable like it is now the mightier 1090 signal is just absolutely undeniably the greatest radio signal in all of North America. It's the baddest radio station anywhere coming out of Tijuana. Do Tijuana. But uh, I loved being on KLSX. It was badass. And uh, Tom Likas, all those guys. I used to go to hockey games with Likas at, at Staples and watch the Kings play. And we'd go uh, to games all the time and just get hammered. <laughs> I had to be carried out of that place a few times and stuffed in a limo to be driven home or a cab. That guy, uh, he was great. He's a huge hockey fan. He loves uh, the NHL, and I used to love working with him at Westwood One. I got to work with Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew. Those were the greatest uh, radio shows ever, if you ask me. Was Frazier Smith in that group? Uh, I, I don't remember that. No, no disrespect to him or anything. I don't even remember that. I just, I think I rolled out all the ones that I, I remember, you know, those are just the ones I remember. Okay. You just made me think of uh, the 1993 Stanley cup finals with the Kings and Canadians where uh, McSorley. Right. Had I loved stick. Bob. 
listen, Bob Miller, I was friends with. I mean, obviously, uh, I had worked there, you know, for like five years. And then I went to do the Thrashers play-by-play in 99 in their expansion year. I was the voice of the Atlanta Thrashers. They were the worst expansion hockey team ever, hands down. God, did they suck. But uh, I liked hockey more than I liked money. People said, why did you do it? And I was like, listen, dude, I partied so hard with all those hockey players. You have no idea. Because they used to say, and Carver High knows this, you're not allowed to fraternize with them. You're not allowed to party with them. You're not allowed to go out with them. You're not allowed to drink with them. You're not allowed to go eat with them. You're not allowed to go to their homes. I did all of the above regularly i mean every night every week every weekend everything i wasn't supposed to do. when you tell me i'm not allowed to do something when i was like i don't know 28 years old and an absolute i was a cannonball run bro i just partied hard i was just a complete rock star i was hanging out with motley crew metallic <laughs> guns and roses and then all of a sudden i'm hanging out with nhl stars and they all knew me because i was doing mtv KLSX, Battle Dome on TV. I was huge. And so I was more popular than any of the hockey players. Uh, I used to get off the team bus and all the kids uh, in the cities and around the NHL from Canada to the U.S. would yell my name, none of the players' names. I'm not even joking. And so the players were kind of caught up in that. And they loved the fact that I was crazy, I was funny, and I was wild. And I liked to go out and chase tail and get some. And I was way more fun than any of them, so I took them to all the best clubs, underground and otherwise, and I broke all the rules. You know, they say you're not allowed to go near the players. I partied so hard with NHL players, all of them. Ask any one of them. They all know that I was nothing but a felony waiting to happen when it came to partying. I did everything with those dudes. Bro, I ended up naked with all kinds of uh, porn stars and eating lobster and drinking champagne and smoking fatties at all hours in fancy suites and hotels all over the NHL. They got rid of me after one year because I broke all the rules. I partied like Elvis, son. It was no joke. Yeah. But back then, we had the bench-clearing brawls with, you know, Barry Beck and uh, Ty Domi and Ken Baumgartner and Randy Holt and Dave Hutchinson and all those guys. Sure. So, sure, I remember all those guys. Those were the days. Uh, they don't make them like that anymore, Mike. I mean, uh, I like the hockey. I still love it. I still love the NHL. Carver High and I love it. But uh, back in the day, uh, fighting – and brawls and like McSorley, guys like that. I remember when I was a kid, I used to go to Penguin games and watch Paul Baxter beat the crap out of people. And he was a little dude, but he had massive hands and, and he had stones and your boy would throw with anybody. And I saw blood bass. I mean, I used to go watch him play the flyers and get in, you know, blood bass with Bobby Clark. And uh, I liked the NHL Dave Schultz way. I liked it way better when it was, uh, Do you remember that and, Randy Holt uh, game? I can see two or three fights. What's that? Do you remember that Randy Holt game at the Spectrum in '79 where he put that guy's forehead on the ice? <laughs> That's fantastic that you remember that. You know, I had Schultz in my studio uh, at Howard Stern. He came and did the show one night and told me all kinds of war stories and bloody gory stories of his days brawling for the Flyers. Uh, I got I got a kick out of him. The other one I remember. Uh, the most that I, I, I recall was I went up to Toronto to party with Marenzi and Cam Stewart, and we did a show. 
uh, in Toronto at some place, this bar, and it was packed, and it was a scene, and we were doing it with uh, Hardcore and Serious Canada, and uh, Knuckles Nylon was there with his machete hands, and, you know, I was really good friends with guys like him. The other guy that I was great friends with to this very day, I'm good friends with him all this time later, uh, is Darren McCarty at the Red Wings. Uh, he won a lot of cups and um, had a blast uh, partying with him in the NHL. And he's just a freak, an absolute, uh, he's a gamer and a, and a real trip. Uh, he has so many buddies that loved him that played in the NHL. He's just one of those teammates you just love to have on your team. You hate to play against him, but uh, you love him if he's on your team. He reminded me of, you know, uh, kind of like Claude Lemieux. Everybody hated his guts, too. But that guy was a gamer uh, for sure. Carver High, you know that's true. That guy, Claude Lemieux, you could hate him dead and want him in the ground six feet under. But that guy showed up and. You know, big games, playoff games, Stanley Cup games. Nobody could stop him, and he was a pain in the ass. There were a lot of guys like that. Kenny the uh, Rat Linsman, you know what I mean? Like Guys like that, are uh, they don't make them like that anymore. No, they really don't. And C- Claude Lemieux got that name, uh, the Gutless Puke, obviously, because he used to. Look, you always wanted him on your team, and he won a ton of cups, whether it be with the Devils or with Colorado. But, man, he's hated in Detroit. There's a lot of cities where Claude Lemieux is absolutely hated for some of the stuff. Right. So uh, if we got, is Mike still there in, in Huntington Beach? Mike, yeah, so what's yeah, it like these here. days? I got so caught up in, like, let me finish. What's it like in Surf City these days? Uh, everybody's just uh, happy as a lark. You know, we got the beach here. So, you know, right. not too far from downtown Huntington Beach. Uh so everybody's great, laid back. You remember, having their Starbucks. you remember I lived there, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, I don't know. I, I heard that, and I heard that. Uh, uh, so what's his I name? There, from, with, I, I, I lived there for 10 years, so uh, I love it there. Surf City, I loved it. I lived on Warner and PCH off the bluff, and then I lived over off uh, Atlanta, uh, behind the, you know, that big, uh, whatever you call it, the electrical plant on that end of the beach. I had two homes in, in Huntington Beach for a long time, you know, like five or six years. I lived at the one over on that end off Atlanta. Uh, and I lived right behind the electrical on the beach and over by the Hilton and everything. And then, uh, back in the, in those neighborhoods off, you know, between, you know, near beach and all that. And then, uh, I used to ride my, my beach cruiser downtown from there, no problem. I lived pretty close to downtown. But then when I, I moved, I moved all the way down toward, you know, Warner and PCH, uh, right at the end of uh, Huntington Beach, right at Seal Beach, right on the right on the edge down there by that, you know, uh, Jack in the Box and all that. I, I lived down there. I loved it up on the bluff. And they ruined that, built all those condos up there and, and killed the – nature and all the birds and ran all the wildlife out of there that was when they ruined huntington beach but uh i love living there it's just one of my favorite places in america hands down i love surfing i like skateboarding i like everybody smoking fatties huntington beach rocks did you go did you hang out with cherokee parks i mean no but i knew he was i knew he was from there but i remember him at duke i was never uh 
My dad went to Duke. I hated Duke. He always, you know, shoved that Duke basketball down my throat. I hated it. Uh, I went to Indiana, so I was a Bob Knight guy, and uh, I always used to rub it in his face that he taught Shashevsky everything he knows, and Shashevsky will admit that. Obviously, Shashevsky did a lot better than Knight at the end of the day with his five national championships at uh, Durham, but uh, Bob Knight was the guy I wanted to be around. That's why I went to Indiana, but... Uh, there's no place, you know, I lived in Miami, uh, and lived in Huntington beach. Those are my two favorite places. And that's probably why I'm a huge Canes fan. And it's a, a huge reason why I love being on mightier 1090 in uh, San Diego and, and LA because it's such a kick-ass signal. And I live there and I would live there again in five minutes, but, uh, I live in New York city now and it is what it is. I think it sucks, but uh, it's the greatest city in the world, but it's, you know, it's different. It's mega expensive. It's crazy. It's stressful, and there's a lot of idiots, but uh, I'm so used to it. I've been here over 20 years now, but uh, I certainly miss Surf City for sure. Great hearing from you, Mike. My man, good hearing from you tonight on uh, 1090. Uh, call back anytime. Don't forget 844-843-6879 to get on the bench. Kick-ass being on uh, Sirius again. Don't forget that number. Uh, start calling in toll-free. You don't have to pay. It's it's free. I know how cheap you are. 844-843-6879. Remember it. 844-843-6879. Great games going on out west right now. UCLA up 42-41 on Arizona State in Tempe. I'm on the Bruins tonight. Let's see if they can get it done on the streets. 14 and a half left in that one. Great game going on in San Diego. Aztecs up a bucket on Nevada. I told you that was going to be a great game. I had Nevada in 12 and a half, but the Aztecs to win. I still love that San Diego State team. Two and a half minutes left there. Come on, San Diego State. Finish that off. Give me a little cover, Nevada, on the other side. I'll be happy. And I got Washington State at Berkeley. Uh, laying one and a half, they're up 62-54 with two minutes left there. As far as the NBA goes... How about this? The Spurs trying to knock off the Lakers up 101-93 at Staples right now. Under nine minutes to go. I had the Spurs plus nine. The Mavericks have caught up to the Nuggets. They're down a bucket at the end of three in Denver, 78-76. I kind of want to look at that real quick, uh, Carver High, in terms of the box. Mavs are getting uh, 21 from Luka Doncic. He's got 21, 5, and 8 dimes. And then uh, your boy Marijuanovic giving you a 10 spot. Hardaway an 11 spot. Finney Smith, 14. So uh, there you go. As far as Denver goes, Murray, 19. The Joker, 18. Blazers, 115-91. They're going to cover the 10 against the T-Wolves. Nets beat the Sixers. No, Kyrie's not going to play in Memphis either. And the Cavs, I had them plus four at Memphis. They beat them 94-90. Great job uh, by Carver High. I'll see you tomorrow. 4 p.m. for Coast to Coast. 10 p.m. for Pharrell on the Bench. And then don't forget tonight, 3 a.m. East, Midnight West. You can check out the replay of C2C. Good night. 
Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.